I should just use that entire Star Wars conversation as the pre-show. <laughs> it's like a 10-minute episode, 10-minute like pre-show episode. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I don't think you are going to do it, though. You're going to wuss out? Oh, yeah. I don't I don't want a bunch of emails from Star Wars, Star Wars fanboys. Like Taylor. Yeah. He doesn't listen to the podcast. Howdy, it's Tuesday, August 22nd, 2017, and this is episode 54 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Happy to be here to finally talk about our trip, which was... <laughs> A about, long time ago. Feels like forever. <laughs> so what, eight or ten days at this point? I don't it's know. I don't have any recollection of it, honestly, <laughs> so I'm sure it'll be an interesting trip report. Yeah, The shortest, most hazy trip report of all time. So just just quickly before we begin, uh, we have gotten a couple of complaints about my audio quality. So I've made a couple changes to my setup, and you can let us know if it gets better. I'm hopeful that it will be better than it has been the last couple episodes, but sorry about that. Uh, definitely give us some feedback and, and let us know if it sounds better. So you want to dive into some news real quick, Craig, before we jump into our trip report? Yeah, so starting off just with a sad note, Jim Whalen, who was the mayor of Atlantic City from 1990 to 2001 and a New Jersey state senator representing Atlantic County from 2008 until now, uh, died today at 68 years old. Um, he had had some, he had recently had a surgery to remove, I think, cancerous cells from his kidney. Um, so definitely a sad day for Atlantic City, somebody who served Atlantic City for a very long time. Yeah, I mean, I don't, unfortunately, a lot of his, or his time as mayor was certainly long before our time of, of covering or, or talking about the city, at least in the same manner we do now. Um, he was someone that came up a decent bit just talking about various stuff about the city since he was uh, in the state legislature, but it's it's definitely very sad, and um, our heart goes out to his family and friends. Yeah, I mean, he we were 18 when he, <laughs> at the end of his term as mayor, so obviously we right. were not really, uh, we're not even thinking about AC at that point, but uh, should we move on to our trip report? I mean, I probably was thinking about it, but certainly <laughs> not something I'd experienced for a few more years. But something yeah, let's, you, let's... you were aspiring to. Let's jump into what we can remember of our trip to Atlantic City, which was, yeah, 10 days ago or something. Yeah, so I think we're going to try to do more highlights, mainly because our typical sort of chronological order of things, A, takes a very long time, but B, would be very spotty and (laughs) half-recollected. So uh, should we start with some room talk? I mean, I was in a Caesar's Centurion Tower room and... We talked about that a bunch. Great as always. I don't think I have much more to say. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, they're nice rooms. Uh, they're not. I, I don't think they're quite as nice as some other people say. I mean, so do you think they're better than than most of the other rooms, like the upgraded rooms at other properties? Yeah, I think I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously, Borgata, even their basic room, I think, just like the little touches were nicer than Centurion Tower, but. I think Centurion is probably still 
my favorite room that I can attain. It, so <laughs> in you stayed in um, Cabana Tower, right? Do you think Centurion's nicer than Havana Tower? I, well, I got kind of a raw deal in Havana Tower because I was on a low floor and the window was like five feet off the ground. So it felt like weirdly claustrophobic, if only because you didn't get the full floor-to-ceiling window that you mm-hmm. have on every other floor. I expect if I was on a, even one floor higher, where that's not a problem, I would prefer Havana. Although, I don't know. I mean, Centurion Tower rooms are big, big, nice bathrooms, which, you know, we've joked about many times that I, I need that. Um, <laughs> it was my various, you know, stomach stress issues, which I didn't have this time. I'm happy to say, uh, we can talk more about that. My, my, do we have to? Not, not bathroom, but like my improved outlook on trips that has made me, you know, less stressed out on the final day. Uh, we can leave the bathroom talk out of it. We can talk about it strictly in stress terms. Uh, but so you were in, in the North tower at Tropicana. Yeah. Uh, so I, I got a. All right, so I got a Tropicana North Tower room, like you said. I'd actually booked it for Thursday and Friday, but as I mentioned in the last episode, I ended up actually leaving Friday night, so I ended up calling on Wednesday of that week and canceling my reservation for Friday night, so I only had it for one night. But I thought it was nice. You were up there. I mean, what did you think? Yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought it was a little sparse. Like, it just needed something. I don't know if it was some, like, pop of color or, like, an extra chair or something. I thought It it was a big room, and it... Definitely was short one piece of furniture, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I felt that way about the um, room I had Ra- in the Rev- Rendezvous Tower. Yeah, in the Rendezvous Tower at Resorts. Um, more glaring, I thought, at, res- at Resorts than at Trop. Like, that needed, like, an extra couch. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and, like, four times more art than it had in the place. But, yeah, I thought it just needed, like, one little thing. But definitely, you know, perfectly adequate room. Uh Certainly nicer than than the West Tower, although I don't hate the West Tower at Trap as much as I think it's, you do. It's bad. It's not good. Uh, I don't know if I've ever stayed in the North Tower. I certainly haven't since the renovations. I mean... I, the location is great. The fact that it's right off the casino floor is something I definitely really value. Yeah, that's nice. Um, just being able to ride the elevator down and jump right into the the floor... As compared to the West Tower, where you're out in the middle of nowhere, it seems like. Yeah, and Havana even, Tower, too, I guess, is even farther away. Yeah, Havana Tower, you're out, you know, way out there. At the very end of the quarter. You're only, like, right. halfway into the quarter at the West Tower. Yeah, it's far. Um, I mean, if you're there to do stuff in the quarter, it's great, but... Then again, I mean, the Centurion Tower is also not exactly right on the, the casino floor. So, I actually really like that about the Centurion Tower. I like that it's kind of, like, smack between... The upstairs casino at Caesars and Wild Wild West. <laughs> your, your favorite area is the little walkway through the convention space between Caesars and, and Bally's. Yeah, as I noticed immediately. Oh, you probably weren't there for that. Uh, as soon as I set foot in that area, I was like, this is new carpet. <laughs> uh, and it is. It's definitely new carpet. But uh, nobody cares about that. They changed the carpet. Obviously, Caesars is proving to us that they are making capital improvements. <laughs> yeah, they were like, did you just say that we didn't make any capital improvements? You're $1 a square foot. Done. <laughs> We're putting you in Centurion Tower so you can see our new carpet in front of the ballroom. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I actually really like the location. Um, and I still, I don't know, it's big rooms. They We always get a really good view in those rooms. So I don't know. It's still like when I get a Centurion Tower room, I'm like, yes, uh, which I never get comped on my own. 
you know, mm-hmm. I typically need some help like I did this trip. But uh, should we talk food? Sure. Do, do you even remember the food that we ate? <laughs> I, I do, but it is somewhat aided by our show notes, I will admit. But uh, not in our show notes, which is something you took out. Andy and I got there a bit earlier than you did on Thursday. We went to Bill's Hero Suvlaki, which is always good. Got a chicken hero. I mean, it's good quality food for very inexpensive. Um, so I'm always happy to go there. Uh, so then Thursday night, we had our kind of one official thing that was on our itinerary, uh, which was the meetup that, not even the meetup, but people getting together at, at Elan. Uh Eric came out and joined us, longtime friend of the show, Eric, and his friend, or yeah, his friend Sherry also came out and we met her for the first time. But what do you think of Olan as someone who had not been there before? Yeah, so Olan, one of the new um, Jose Bar, Garcia's Bar restaurants. Bar to be clear. We yeah. Yes, right. So they separate them, Bar Olan they and Olan. It's, it's two different restaurants, right? Um, at Trap. Yeah, so I thought it was fantastic. And, and you had sort of – I actually tried everything on the happy hour menu, every food mm-hmm. item on the happy hour menu. Um the thing that I liked the best was the prawn skewer. Uh, you had mentioned that the skewers were kind of the best deal. Uh, right. And that the chicken empanada was not the greatest. I thought it's still passable. Yeah, I thought it was totally fine. And the fact that that was sort of the the worst, if you will, item right. in the happy hour menu was, you know, it actually says something very positive about everything else. The skewers were all excellent. Um the cheese empanada was very good. The it was good. That that was the only thing I didn't get my last time there, and I will admit that the cheese empanada is quite good and quite a bit better than the chicken empanada, in my opinion. I'll say, use the sauce that comes with it. The sauce that comes with it is, I thought, was excellent and really like brought out the flavor. I sound like such a foodie. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but I really liked it. Uh, beer specials and food specials were really good. We all got out of there. Um, for pretty cheap i think it would have been like what 20 something dollars a person and we had like three beers and like i said i had every item on the menu <laughs> yeah i mean so, so the skewers are two dollars each the empanadas are three dollars the beers are three three yeah yeah so it's definitely a, a great deal if you can get there between four and seven i believe yeah and there's some there's some decent beers included in the special um like victory hop devil was in there which is really good a couple other drafts that are you know not just all macro stuff and then they've got some of the uh mexican beers like pacifico and tecate and i don't remember what modelo yeah uh so i thought that was awesome i would definitely go there again um we did not make it to the okacha late night happy hour which i would have liked to but i'll save well that would have had to be on friday it's only friday and saturday right but i'll save that for another trip because i definitely want to do that at some point but i was really happy with olan and for happy hour i think like i would absolutely go out of my way if i was somewhere on the boardwalk and had some some time was not like spoken for for some period of time when the happy hours i would definitely go out of my way to get down to trop and and get some cheap food and, and cheap beer and just to reinforce i mean i think that elan really proved itself i mean i went once and i thought it was was excellent and I went again this trip and it just reinforced my, my feeling on it. I agree with Craig. I think that if you're just looking for a cheap place to get good food and cold beer, 
you can't do much better than borrow on happy hour. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I was, I was reasonably full, but not stuffed. And I think later in the night we decided to get some more food with the help of, uh, Eric, who we've talked to many times as the comp harvester. Uh, he, <laughs> he brought us into the seven stars lounge. Um, and this time I actually was feeling well enough to eat. <laughs> you were not in nearly as bad shape as last time you were in the seven yeah. stars lounge. Yeah. So had some bourbon, one of my favorite bourbons, wild turkey 101, which people will probably scoff at that's one of my favorite bourbons because it's like a 25 dollar bottle but uh, <laughs> i like it and what did we have i had uh a cannoli which was perfectly good and the cheese steak spring rolls which were fine not great not bad uh did you get anything of note i'm fairly sure i got the pot stickers which is also what i got last time and they were solid good not great and i think i got a slice of blueberry pie with ice cream because i was sad i didn't get ice cream so eric got got me a <laughs> scoop yeah. of ice cream yeah he's like can this guy get a scoop of ice cream i thought that was funny uh that was good not as funny as the mac and cheese <laughs> so just to give you guys some some background our friend andy ordered the pulled pork macaroni and cheese bites bites yes so just Think about what you believe that means. And so as soon as he did it, Eric is like, ooh, I wish you had told me that because <laughs> people have opinions about the mac and cheese in the Seven Stars Lounge. But I don't think any of us really thought much of it. We're like, it's mac and cheese bites with pulled pork. Like, how can you possibly mess that up? Yeah, it should be incredibly straightforward. So we were all expecting, you know, mac and cheese bites. It's a pretty common food at restaurants. You get them, they're presumably going to be fried chunks of mac and cheese that are fried together. Uh, I guess with some pulled pork and barbecue sauce on top is what we all thought Andy was going to be getting. (laughs) But what he actually ended up getting was like this huge bowl of what looked to be Velveeta macaroni and cheese (laughs) on top of just a bed, I guess in quotes of barbecue sauce. So much with no sauce. pulled pork to be found. There anywhere. were like a couple little like specks, I think, of pulled pork. Um, and of course, I so, took a bite, and I think I got one of like the two specks. And I don't eat pork, so I, I will say that it looked truly horrific, and it tasted even worse than it looked. It, it was really bad, like really bland <laughs> mac and cheese, and just kind of like overly sweet. Like it, ah, it's really bad. It looked like something that is regurgitated it was really bad like i can't overstate how bad it was <laughs> it was awful so, so you... the only thing we could compare it to was back when when craig and i were at university of maryland we used to go to a bar there called santa fe and we get there at like 255 because i believe at three o'clock they started charging cover and they had a buffet at about 330 so we would get there and everything they brought out was just doused in barbecue sauce and none of us had any idea why this was the case. So the I first mean, we, used to, we used to speculate that they just had like a barbecue sauce mine in the back or like somehow one of the original general managers five years ago of the property had just accidentally ordered like five pallets of barbecue sauce instead of five <laughs> containers. So the best part about that place and you know, nobody listening cares about this except it's funny. The, the first round of food would always be normal. It would be like regular pizza and potato skins. And then the second <laughs> round that they would bring out, because like they would need to replenish. 
Yeah, barbecue pizza sauce with, instead of pizza sauce. Yeah. And like potato, potato skins, skins with barbecue sauce on it. In barbecue sauce. <laughs> it made no sense at all. Like, why does everything have barbecue sauce on it? But it did. And that's, yeah, that really... And that's what the mac and cheese is. It would have yeah. been perfectly in place at the Santa Fe Buffet. In College Park, Maryland. In College Park, Maryland, yeah. which the Santa Fe has not been open in 10 years. So yeah. That was my place. I loved it. Uh, so at least it gave us that bit of nostalgia to joke about. But yeah, don't order the mac and cheese if you go to do, Seven Stars Lounge. Whatever you do, do not order the mac and cheese at the Seven Stars Lounge. Yeah. I don't even know why it's on the menu. Yeah, they must get complaints constantly. Like people must send it back like all the one... time ultra high roller like one whale loves it and so they're like we cannot take this off the menu because be awesome. our highest roller would never come back i wonder here's what i wonder because i love to just make up random stories apparently if when it first got put on the menu if it was actually mac and cheese bites and they're just too lazy to change the menu but they're also like the, the bites thing is too hard like just throw some velveta in a pan put some shells in there put it on some barbecue sauce and send it out and, like, originally it was fine, and now it's just turned into the slop that's disgusting. Because that's the only way I can justify it in my mind. Like, that they're just There's, too lazy to change the menu. There is no justification for that. What <laughs> they delivered to our table is <laughs> beyond justification. Yeah. yeah, just take a Sharpie and scratch it out on the menu. <laughs> and in fact, crime like, against humanity. the waiter should have been like, sir, you don't want that. Like, no. not, it's not good. If it was a good waiter, he would have been like, you need to choose something else. Yeah. And he was not a particularly good waiter. No, he was actually pretty <laughs> bad. Uh, so our other sort of decent meal, uh, I mean, Seven Stars was decent except for the mac and cheese. But our other decent meal was Harry's Oyster Bar at Bally's, which we've talked about as a place we like to go, very good value. Uh, we went there Friday night with, uh, actually met Bill and Eleanor from Route 40 there. Uh, any thoughts? Do you even remember the meal? I had just been to Little Water, so I don't remember too much of the meal. <laughs> I do remember the meal. Uh, mine was very good. I had fish tacos with legitimately the largest pieces of mahi-mahi I've ever seen on a taco <laughs> on it. Oh, I do remember that, yeah. They were preposterously big. Uh, we started the meal with some oysters, both raw and fried, which yeah. were oysters. They were good. Yeah, the fried oysters uh, were excellent. I actually, I'm a, I douse my regular oysters in enough you know, cocktail sauce that you don't taste them too much, but mm -hmm. I thought they were good. Yeah. All right. It was good to go back to Harry's, too, especially considering that I proclaimed it the best uh, not classy restaurant in Atlantic City in our best of 2016 episode. So it was nice for me to go back probably for the first time in two years just to re-experience it. And I do feel like it is a very good restaurant for the price of everything. Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, what about... You mentioned Bills. Uh, we did. We all separately went to Formica Brothers. <laughs> all three, me, you, and Andy, all separately went to Formica Brothers yeah, in shifts. Um, you're very high on Formica Brothers for their pastries. Uh, I'm a big fan. I think that their pastries are good. I had an elephant ear and a uh, strawberry croissant, and they're both quite good. Especially their strawberry croissants are amazing i think the best thing there i specifically told craig to get it and he specifically ignored my instructions <laughs> like a fool yeah so i went and i was like that elephant ear looks ridiculously good but these strudels <laughs> have fruit in them and i feel like i should get that i don't know why i don't know what went through my head but i got them you know the croissant you know also has fruit, fruit in, in it the strawberry croissant. so i had eaten on the bus down a really shitty 
strawberry croissant from Aubon Pan at Port Authority bus terminal. And it that turned, probably will compare to Formica Brothers. Yeah, so that turned me off from it. So I was like, I need something different. So I got strudel, apple, and cherry, I think. It was fine. It could They're not fine. Great. Yeah, I've gotten the strudels in the past. They're all right. Uh, my coffee was very good. I got an Americano. It was delicious. And I actually took it back and sat in the pier, the playground shops, uh, up where they have the like big beach lounge chairs where you can look out over the ocean. And, you know, the view's amazing. It was nice to sit there, but it was also 11 or 10.45, and everything was closed, and it just makes you sort of, like, like you have to actually, like, go out of your way to try to forget that there's just empty stores everywhere. So it's annoying because I love the space so much, but it's also, like, a little bit sad because it feels like they should have done so much more. Uh, and specifically, as you walk toward the end of the pier on the, the food level, which is where the views are, where this, those chairs are, there's like this giant, seemingly recently redone storefront type thing that looks like it's an entrance to some sort of event space or theater or something. It's just like empty and has its bars down and I think may have been open for about a day. So that's all kind of sad. Uh, but the view is good enough that like it's still worth it to me, but I do wish they would... Uh, actually do something with that space so that's our daily complaint about blatstein <laughs> and his lack of action in atlantic you City. have to have one every episode yeah it's the rule do for a win law i think that is a, it's a good rule just keep complaining about it it won't have any effect on anything but just just to register the complaint like i want this on the record i will call you out a bit though so Go for walking it. to for micro brothers from tropicana just specifically to spike craig who had the day before proclaimed that you would die if you went on Arctic Avenue. I walked the whole way up Arctic Avenue from Trop to get there, and it was very nice. And then walked back on Atlantic Avenue, which was not nearly as nice as Arctic. But I will say that Arctic Avenue is significantly nicer than Atlantic, and you are wrong. Oh, yeah, totally wrong. And that walk is totally fine. So if anybody's hesitant about walking up whatever it is, is that Mississippi? You hope to get there? Mm, yeah, Mississippi sounds right. Um, totally fine. I mean, you walk past Bass Pro Shops and the whatever it is noise arts oh. garage well not if you're coming from trap i walked up right whatever, i was, I was coming from caesars yeah um, yeah bro oh, from caesars it's totally fine yeah i mean it's fine arctic avenue is perfectly nice uh certainly no no concern at all uh so that was it was nice to do i would go back and try what you actually recommended instead of you know going whatever off freewheeling <laughs> yeah mistakes were made i mean it was fine it just wasn't good it, they're good not great um the, but i will say that the coffee, the the espresso was better than anything I've gotten in a casino, so that's fine. It was nice when I when I was in there, too. One of the, I don't know how old they are, but I think one of the actual Formica brothers was out stocking the shelves of bread. Who, he looked like he was in his 80s. I'm, I, I'm not positive how old he actually is, but it was cool to see because they're kind of um, an institution in Atlantic City, I'll say. Yeah. So I was actually in Ocean City last week. And I was mm. eating at a restaurant, and they advertised on their menu Atlantic City bread. And I wanted to ask where, like, what Atlantic City place do you get your bread? Hoping that it would be for Micro Brothers. But I never asked. So that's a good story. Glad I told it. Great story. <laughs> uh, so lunch Friday, we went to Irish Pub, which is something we've talked about, I think, since the inception of the show. And finally got to do... Is it everything that you hoped that it would be? It was. So I even took the 
highest risk possible path in my eating at Irish pub and I got the chicken salad, <laughs> which seems like uh, mixed with Asian salad, like Asian kind of slaw with it. So I was Just trying as, as hard as possible to get salmonella there and see if I got <laughs> horrifically ill. But I will report I was totally fine. Uh, so, yeah, it was fine. It was edible. It was five dollars. It's so unbelievably cheap. And salad with it. Yeah, it's it's ridiculously cheap. Like the food there is. I, I think we were talking about like it's food. Like it's not great. It's sustenance. I actually thought the burger was, like, pretty good. Like, average, slightly above average. Not something you'd go just to be like, oh, I really need that burger. But for six bucks for a burger and fries, like, yes, that I do need to go out of my way. What you really need to go out of your way for is the ambiance. Because I, like, as soon as I walk through the door, well, you walk in through a gift shop, which is just, like, this goofy store with T-shirts and little tchotchkes and Irish, you know, pots and stuff. But then you go into the actual bar where the ceiling feels like it's about six foot six off the ground. <laughs> it's pretty low. And just like stuff everywhere, like dark, dark wood everywhere. The booths are really dark. The bar is like this big thing in the middle of it and just like Atlantic City related stuff all over the walls. And it was like, I don't know what I was picturing in my head, but it was even better than what I could have possibly imagined the Irish pub to be. And, like, I just immediately loved it, and I want to go back every time I'm in Atlantic City. Like, just at some point, go. it's open 24 hours a day. Like, if I'm hungry, hey, I'm going to go get a burger for 6 bucks. Like, that sounds awesome to me. And I did buy a T-shirt that I will proudly wear around, um, assuming that I can... Everywhere except Atlantic City, because you proclaimed you would not put it on Atlantic City. No, I don't think you can wear, like, an Atlantic City. Like, you don't want to wear your, like, Atlantic City steel pier, whatever, whatever shirt in Atlantic City. You got to wear that elsewhere. I don't know, man. Eh. I don't get it. That's my feeling. You only wear your stars and stripes overseas? I don't I don't know that I have a lot of stars and stripes. <laughs> I mean, I say that, but I wear a USA hockey hat like pretty much everywhere. So yeah, I guess see, there I, you go. Same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, did you did you say that we met Eleanor at Irish oh, Pub as well? I did not. So we did I don't meet. Think you did. did we did meet Eleanor at Irish Pub? So twice we met Eleanor. Indeed. Uh, on the same day, even. But, yeah, I loved Irish Pub. I still want to do Pick a Lily, which we didn't make it to this trip. I think next trip, whenever that may be, I really want to go get some wings. And maybe they are, like, across a lot from each other. And Eleanor was saying, like, people late at night get kicked out of Irish Pub and just walk across to Pick a Lily, get kicked out of Pick a Lily, walk across to Irish Pub, uh, which I can definitely see happening. But uh, hopefully without being kicked out of either, I would like to go hang out, get a beer, uh, at Irish pub and then wander over to pick a lily, get a beer, eat some wings. Uh, and then well, wander back to the boardwalk. Sounds like an you awesome can, time. You can only blame yourself, Craig, because judging by my Twitter feed, when I got home Friday night, it sounded like there was a party at pick a lily, which you did not go to. Yeah, so. I definitely sh- should have gone, but I was already, I was had some drinks and I was trying to, to not be hung over the next day. And I totally succeeded. Like I, I, Stopped drinking after dinner, and then I went to, like, drinking water and Coke, and I felt perfectly fine the next day. Our friend Dave cannot say the same. 
<laughs> so I was really, I was proud of myself because usually I'm like, I tell myself going on a trip, like, you need, you know what the limit is. <laughs> Don't exceed it. And then you get there and you're like, oh, screw that. Like, it's, I'm on vacation. Um, you sound like a pretty cool dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I sound like somebody that everybody wants to hang out with, right? Yeah. This is why nobody comes to our meetups. <laughs> Stupid wind guys sure are cool. <laughs> the coolest. Awesome. <laughs> Um, but I did, I, I, I mean, I really wanted to go to Piccadilly, but I was also like, if I go there, I'm going to have a lot of beer probably. And that's not something I need. It, judging from Twitter, that appears to have been what was happening there. Right. Yes. That seemed to be the case. And I also wanted to walk around and go see some stuff on the boardwalk. So we being... Dave and I, because you and Andy had since gone, walked up the boardwalk from Harry's to the Steel Pier, checked mm-hmm. out the Steel Pier pub, which totally blows. Do not go. It was Just, Justin was correct. Yeah. I mean, it's so they have an outdoor side and that was fine. Like you, they have an outdoor bar. The indoor bar was like the bar was not active. Like you, you couldn't go up to that bar and order, but it was open and you could walk in and it was just like brightest day in there it's just a big open box like with some stand-up tables where you stand and can eat your fried food like there's nothing to it it's it has is it cheap i didn't i didn't see the beer prices i don't oh come on craig uh, sorry useless uh but it doesn't matter if, if the beer i guess if the beer was like a dollar or two dollars I, yeah, I well, i'm sure it's not i could put up with a lot of atmosphere problems for that but i'm sure it's not uh yeah no i've never willingly like go go there to drink it's just not not good uh and then we topped that off with something even more depressing which was walking through the showboat that sounds way better than pickle lily um yeah <laughs> i mean i was interested to see it so one thing i'll say we did walk to the end of steel pier we saw the the uh big ferris wheel or observation wheel or whatever they're calling it lit up which is very cool the steel pier was very active like it's basically any beach pier with rides seemed like it was doing pretty good business which is good to see uh the so that's fine it's not something i'm probably will ever go back to or go to my way to do again it's just not really what i do when i'm in atlantic city then we went to showboat uh i tweeted a picture because it the exterior lights not surprisingly, we're not fully functional, so it was the how boat for the night and probably will be for the foreseeable future. The S light is out. And that, ta- I mean, sure, Bart Blessing will get right on that. Yeah, get on it, Bart. Um, and that pretty much nope. set the tone for what it looked like inside. So I, I was prepared for walking in and like having it look like they just turned the lights out on house of blues didn't take any of the signage down and put up temporary barriers that's all accurate what i was not prepared for was looking in at the casino floor and it's not just it wasn't just like it was dark they actually had the lights on in the casino floor so you can look through the barriers like there's enough space to do that and the lights are on and like the old towers for like between the slot machines so there'd be like a bank of slot machines and then there'd be like a big tower that says mr Cashman or whatever or like five cent slots like those were still there and on which was really kind of surreal and weird 
And then some of them were tipped over and on. And it's like, come on, just like <laughs> clean this up the bare minimum. It really hammered home that like they basically put up the temporary barriers and said, that's it. That's all we're going to do. We're not even going bother to bother to take down the total award signs. We're not even going to bother. Like, somebody else took out the slot machines. They knocked over some of the towers. We're not even going to, like, tilt them up back upright again or remove them or anything. It's literally, like, we don't even know how to, like, turn the lights on without turning the lights on to these things. Just start putting people in rooms. Uh, so that was, like, really awful and way worse than even I had expected. It was really weird, though, because there were people walking through it. Like, there were people staying there, <laughs> uh, including dogs. So if you need a place to stay with your dog, the showboat will let you stay there with your dog. I'm not sure if it's, it's worth it. Yeah, that's true. But if you need to be on the boardwalk, like maybe your dog likes to poop in the sand, then you should stay at the showboat. <laughs> uh, that, For people whose dogs will only poop in sand. Yeah, that I would say is the only scenario where you should stay at showboat. If your dog is just like, I will only poop in the sand. <laughs> um, that is the like target demographic, the only demographic that should even consider staying there. That's it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was horrible. I mean, it was it was like even worse than I had in my head. And we've talked a lot of shit about it. Like, it's not like we went in <sighs> with any expectations. It was worse than what I would have thought. I just need the ambiance of the waves crashing <sighs> at the beach. It's so bad. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My dog cannot pee without natural ocean sounds. It's amazing. Okay, that actually sounds like something my dog would do. That actually sounds exactly like your dog. Yeah, I'm like, surprised that he will even go outside without <laughs> a noisemaker. At like, your phone playing beach sounds. He's like, Craig, turn on the white noise app. I can't go like this. Pressure is too high. Ah, boy. So, All right. Um. Should I talk about the other non-gambling thing I did? But you did, too. You went to Little Water. I did. Yeah, so on Friday afternoon, right around 4 p.m., which is right when it opened, we went to Little Water Distillery. Uh, we actually met Terry and his wife there, who kind of spurred us to, to tweet about it, or spurred me to tweet about it, that they said, like, hey, they're happening to be there the same time we're there. So I was like, well, if we're going to plan this anyway, let's tweet about it ahead of time and people actually have some notice nobody else came but that's totally fine uh we did the tour we got some extremely boozy cocktails uh i think i got a mojito and a kentucky mule was that right no it's not a kentucky mule it was a some other kind of mule with alcohol in it whiskey it was the whiskey. it was a whiskey mule it was just the with the whiskey kentucky mule has bourbon they don't have bourbon at little water distillery yet it's barreled um i don't know if they've made enough of it that it will actually get into any regular liquor buyer's hands but uh the tour is cool i've never been on a distillery tour i thought that was interesting uh the cocktails were incredibly strong the mojito was like just sugar some mint and an unbelievable amount of rum. So maybe not the best mojito I've ever had, but the most alcoholic mojito I've ever had, which has some value. How are they different? Um, yeah, that's a good point. Like if really like the rankings should go like most alcoholic, like taste, not really that important. Right. Uh, 
So that's why. So I say like I'm really proud of myself that I switched later to to water and and soda and didn't get hungover. Like the day started by you know six p.m. You you were drunk. There was there was drunkenness. So. So that's why I'm proud of myself is that I actually caught myself even once drunk. I was like, no, don't go any further. Uh, but it was fun. Definitely worth doing the tour. Uh, bought a shirt. Dave bought a hat. We did a Groupon that you split it. That Terry tipped us off to that gets you like two pe- two people on a tour to uh, a cocktail for each of you, which are normally seven dollars and a shot class. And I think it was like it's like seventeen bucks, and then there was a Twenty percent off on Groupon, so it made it thirteen sixty, which was just absurdly cheap. I mean, at that point, you've got nothing to lose. Even if we didn't make it to Little Water, it was still worth buying the Groupon. Uh, so that was cool. Definitely worth doing. I would, I would go again. I would go check it out again, especially if they got uh, once they get dark rum and gin and other stuff that they're talking about doing in the future. Yeah, it was cool. So I ended up actually going up to resorts. Uh, kind of beforehand. So then I ended up walking up to Little Water from resorts. Uh, I will say that the walk is pretty desolate if that <laughs> ends up being something you want to do. So, I mean, it was fine. I was the only person at any point anywhere around me on the walk, which is a little weird, but. Yeah, that's strange. It's getting towards the North Inlet. So that's just how things are in Atlantic City. Um,. I don't know if I would really recommend the walk, but it was fine for what it was. Given that it was me, I was obviously going to do it. Uh, I think I got an Arnold Palmer, blah, Arnold Palmer, which Dave bought for me, uh-huh. which was fine. I'm not a huge cocktail guy, but as far as cocktails go, it was a cocktail. Um, do I have anything else to say about Little Water? Uh, there was a live band there. Yeah, there was a live band there. Uh, we we actually asked the Little Water employees about the oh, yeah. <laughs> DeWalt Brewing Company. Was that it? Yep. That was supposed supposedly moving in a while ago next door, and they said, "Eh, nothing's been done. Like they haven't even started doing the work on it." So basically, we don't know. Maybe next year. Yeah, they seemed skeptical. I'll say. Uh, but we'll see. Hopefully something happens with that and that doesn't just, you know, die in the water. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I thought it was cool, cool, cool sort of atmosphere to get a cocktail. Um, I mean, $7 cocktails are also fairly cheap, especially if they're going to be jam packed with booze. So, uh, and I will say it was nice meeting Terry, although he said he was quite surprised when he met me that I was me because I guess he had a different impression of what I would look like from the podcast. Which seems to be the reaction a lot of people have, I think, when they meet me. But I don't know what's up with that. So <laughs> You don't have any theories on why that would be? Yeah, I don't know. I think people must assume I'm like a guy who walks around in, in suits or, you know, like, uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Do you have any theories? No, I have no idea. Because I've known you for too long, so I've always known you as what you are. You definitely had, you know, you had the big hair going. So that's yeah. My hair is certainly larger than it usually is, but (laughs) maybe people would be surprised to know that I am the far, far, far more casual dresser out of the two of us. Though I will say I was proud of you for wearing a Super Mario Brothers T-shirt. Oh, so funny story about that Mm -hmm. Super Mario Brothers T-shirt. So I went down. So 
I wore the super a uh, super bright Super Mario Brothers T-shirt on Thursday, Friday, on Friday. Played craps at Caesars with you guys, which we can talk about in a little bit. Although I don't know how much detail there really is to add. And then Saturday morning, before I got on the bus, I was like, eh, "I'll go try my hand at craps again." Went down to the same same table, gave him my card, and the pit boss was a different pit boss than the day before. So I see my card, and it's like, what does it mean? It says here Super Mario. What does that mean? And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yesterday I was wearing a Super Mario Brothers shirt that was incredibly bright. So that's probably the most accurate way to describe me if you're trying to track my play. When so I'm so you, got, you got a note in the system yeah. that just like, says Super Mario. Douchebag in a really bright <laughs> Super Mario shirt. Which uh, I am proud of you. So just our first gambling trip ever, which was February 2011, <laughs> right? Yeah. I specifically remember it might have been a slightly later trip, but it was me, Craig and our other friend Taylor. And it was in the wintertime. I remember the entire time I was walking around in a t-shirt and jeans or something. And Craig and Taylor, the entire trip only wore like sweater vests and (laughs) khakis. It was horrific. I don't own a sweater vest. And I I don't know what it's just a sweater. Maybe certainly wouldn't have been wearing khakis, but I was probably wearing like, you know, uh, either like a v-neck sweater with like a button uh. up button down shirt underneath it something <laughs> like that yeah no i have a lot of sweaters that's certainly something that i would wear i like my sweaters i don't know what to say so if you're somehow assuming that i'm very straight lace and and craig is a hippie or or something like that you need to swap your ideas of the two of us i think i don't think people would assume that i'm a hippie i think they would probably assume that i'm about 15 years old mm. which is how i sound and look so it makes right sense. so that's right on yeah uh certainly this trip i got my hair cut very very short so i was the opposite of you and i was not at all surprised at the frequency that i was id'd (laughs) it's like i'm old i'm not old but i'm 33 i'm certainly old enough that i don't need to be id'd at the atlantic city casino uh anyways anything else we we (laughs) started not not much else a little bit with gambling i don't we didn't do much else non-gambling besides the stuff we've already talked about I think that was about it. Uh, I started to mention the craps. So what about that first crap session? I think I got there and Sherry, who we talked about, met us at Olan, was in the middle of an incredible role. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you guys did pretty well on that. Mm-hmm. Although I think your I fortunes st- st- reversed pretty hard after that. I still lost money at that table. I'm, <laughs> I'm fairly sure. Like I, like we said, that was a while ago, so I don't exactly remember. But Yeah. So I, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Sherry had a great role. Yeah, I think everybody was up huge when I got to the table, and she was, yeah. like, in the middle of rolling. And I It was all went it. downhill after that. Yeah, so then the table's Craig full. In. No, I didn't play. Dave got in. The table's totally full, so I couldn't get in. Uh, and then it was just a shit show, like, losing, 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 losing. People started leaving because they, even after the gigantic roll, they still lost all their chip, st- chip stack. Uh, so then I jumped in and figured, whatever, let's see how this goes. We're due for a win. Um, so I don't know. I stood there for a while. I think I ended up being down a little bit, like down 50 bucks. I actually made two points when I rolled. So it's I can't even remember the time before that that I made a point. It felt feels like it had been a year or two because <laughs> it had been that bad. But I did make a couple points, so I was happy about that. And rolled for a while, like a bunch of other numbers, so not total garbage which is fine uh the next day when i went back when i went back to the pit 
uh, to that same craps pit. My roll was total garbage, but the guy before me had a monster roll, so I made some nice money. Always a good way to end the trip by uh, having a nice positive session. Uh, what else? Craps it trap? Did that go horrendously bad? So there were two different sessions. Uh, the first session was only me and Andy. That went quite well. The second session was with a whole bunch of us, and it went very, very badly. So Very badly. We've talked about your... Mini buy-ins badly. <laughs> That's not good. No. So you don't love TROP as a table game player? I don't... I don't know how I feel about TROP. Obviously, I've stayed there my last couple times. I like the rooms. I like the restaurants. I, I do not like the casino. And nothing, just, nothing changed that this trip? I don't like the casino. And given how I feel about gambling, I mean, that's kind of a problem. But right. I don't know what it is. It's just they give me fantastic comps for, honestly, not that much play. So I just end up keep going back there. But... The poker room is very nice. I will say that. I, I do like the poker room. But the actual table games, I don't know. It's not good. Like, the waitresses are are bad to non-existent. The crews are fine. I mean, generally, I think that they're okay. But I just don't enjoy playing there. So, I'll, in contrast, I'll say, like, I really like the craps pit at Caesars. And I don't even love Caesars as a casino, although I think the Asian room is excellent. Uh, and the service there is always great. I thought the the crews both times I played craps at Caesars were really good. They always have a bunch of tables open, so it's nice. It's, like, it's a good area in the casino. Like, we've talked about there are a couple dead areas <laughs> in, in Caesars that aren't great. But mm. uh, I do really like the craps pit at Caesars. So it's certainly a pit. It's just kind of part of the floor. Yeah, it's just a bunch of tables. I will say, uh, one of the places I do love is I love the original pit at Caesars Las Vegas. Oh, like I really hate it. Pit. Oh, I think it's I think it's fantastic. I I think it's... I don't know. I really don't like it. I know everybody talks about how much they love it, and I just think I it's like it. a totally awful place to gamble. I know. But that's just me. I, <laughs> I know, especially on, I think, Vegas Tripping. They used to talk about it quite a bit, how iconic and original it was. And it, it's a place I've always enjoyed gambling. But the crafts area at Caesars Atlantic City, I don't think it's anything special. It's just right next to the escalator. Not a whole lot around it. I don't have any strong feelings towards it. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't think the ambiance is anything to write home about, but it's just as far as variety and, and good crews, I feel like I always have a good time there. So Yeah, the crews are good. Uh, I have no problems with it, but I wouldn't say it's a great location to play craps. Just the physical location. No, no, no. Special. It's fine. But it's also like I always I feel like I always have fun there, like in terms of both the crews and the other players, which mm. I can't even say necessarily for craps at Borgata. Like I haven't had the best times the couple times I've played craps at Borgata. But mm-hmm. and also they the tables are are not nearly as bouncy. Like it's pretty easy to keep the dice on the table at Caesars. It is damn near impossible to keep the dice on the table at Borg. <laughs> yeah. so. Maybe MGM will change that up. Yeah, we'll fix hopefully. that. Anything else you want to talk about gambling wise? Not a whole lot. I, I will say I did briefly go to resorts and it just reinforced the notion that you could not be Caesars or Borgata and have very good drink service, which is just a thing that Tropicana, the drink service is so bad on the floor. So you had good drink service at resorts is what you're saying. Yeah, it was yeah. it was perfectly fine. Resorts is a place I always enjoy gambling. So yeah. 
I feel like I should go to resorts more. I feel like I say that all the time, and then I never do. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't go this trip, right? Did not make it. Because I figured yeah. I didn't really want to go and, and open up a trip and give them $10 worth so, of play. But they've also stopped comping me, although I think my comps are coming back in the offseason, not surprisingly. Right. And they've stopped giving me free play as well. So uh, they do not like me, but <laughs> I like them still. So it's Yeah, fun. I mean, if you went a couple times and gave them your normal play, I'm sure you'd get back in their good graces. Yeah, until next summer. Sure. Uh, I have a couple. Well, speaking of comps, I I on total awards. So I almost doubled my tier credits this trip up to seven hundred one or something like that. So <laughs> four trip, four gambling trips this year, seven hundred tier credits. That's how you know that I'm a high roller. Um, that's how you know that I take the Greyhound to Atlantic City. Uh, so I am now getting. I mean, once the off-season starts, pretty much starting the day after Labor Day, actually the night of Labor Day, I get every Sunday through Thursday that is not a holiday through October. So that's cool. Like, it's nice to see that again. It's like, ah, yeah, off-season. I do like off-season in Atlantic City. (laughs) Um, Because I was worried for a little bit because I was getting really crappy rates in the summer. But uh, nice to see some comps coming around again. Trop. Did you? Are you still getting your standard comps at Trop? Did you gamble enough there? Yeah, I still have my standard comps at Trop, so that's good. So I just check Caesars, and I have comps, but only at Harrah's until after Labor Day, and then I have comps. Nice. In more places. I don't have comps all the time at Caesars after Labor Day, but at, at Bally's and Harrah's I do. Yeah. See, I don't have comps... At, like everywhere every Sunday through Thursday, but at least one of the properties I have, I can get any night comps and mm. typically two or if not all. Uh, so a couple quick gambling things that happened. I took the bus to Bally's and got a bus credit. And while using that bus credit, I had actually finished the bus credit and was just still playing on what I had left. So it's not truly with the bus credit money. Uh, I hit a $729 payout on a 40 cent bet on Buffalo. So that was pretty cool. Uh, so now I'm, you know, a Buffalo fan for life and kept going back to Buffalo machines throughout the trip and slowly giving it back. Uh, Eric actually made the joke to me while I was pumping money into a video poker machine at Caesars that we should change the name of this episode from do for a win to do to give it all back. Uh, since I got that $729 on the first day, if not within the first two or three hours of being in Atlantic city and was just slowly, slowly bleeding it away. Uh, and actually when I went to craps on Saturday morning, it was like the last $200 of that, that I bought in with. And I was like, it's really going to suck if I go home with none of this. And then I ended up winning $200 more. So good to go home with a few hundred bucks. I certainly lost more than $729. So even if you went back to zero, (laughs) you would have done better than me. Yeah. I mean, that's the nice thing about hitting something like that early is that your risk is fairly low that you're going to go home down significantly. Uh, I will not use the phrase house money to describe it because it's I was, not house money. It's your money. It was my money. And I will reach through the microphone and punch you in the face <laughs> if you say that. Yeah. No, it definitely felt like it was my money when I was losing it. That's for sure. I never had a point where I was like, bah, house money, who cares? And I didn't really change my gambling. Like When I hit the Royal I for 2500 I definitely was like, yeah, I'll throw it around a little bit. Like, I'll up my limit a little bit, which for me, it means like, you know, yeah, I'll play higher denominations lots in video poker <laughs> um 
but this no, I totally just played the normal way. So, uh, and then the other thing that happened is we went and played blackjack at Park Place after you and Andy left. Uh, Dave and I went after wandering around the boardwalk and getting milkshakes from the carryout window at, John, at your favorite Johnny Rockets at Bally's. Oh, my favorite Johnny Rockets, yeah. yes. Uh, so we sat down and played some blackjack. Uh, and fine, it was fine, fine experience. I think it was just $15 blackjack. I was playing for maybe an hour or so and then got a hand where I split. I don't know if it was eights or, or it was, I think it was aces. And I ended up with 20 in one hand and 18 in the other. And I was like, eh, whatever, that's that's fine. It's not ideal. The dealer flips over his card and he has eighteen. So I'm like, well, at least I, you know, won one hand and pushed Still the other. one. Yeah. Yeah. And he actually paid me out for both hands. And I noticed immediately and I was like, hmm. Thinking about my last Total Rewards Casino experience where I got a missed payout that I actually didn't even realize they messed up because they paid me on what should have been a push. Um, I was like, mm, I should get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, thanks, dude. Colored up, left, got my money, walked over to Caesars. <laughs> um, and as far as I can tell, there was no you know hold on my account or anything. When I went to the craft spit the next morning, they weren't like, hey, Super Mario owes 15 bucks. <laughs> That's actually what that means. So the funny thing is, though, like, later that night I went to Caesars and tried to order a drink through the little touchscreen menu. And like, it, your account is locked? No, and it was like, it would place the order, and then it would be, like, order canceled, and I'd be like, oh my god, it's because of the $15. <laughs> <laughs> but then I put it into another machine and let me do it. So, uh, I did have a brief moment where I was like, oh man, they really got me. But no, it's just one of those things. The eye in the sky is not watching every table all the time, and I'm certainly not going to correct a dealer if he makes a mistake on a push. So as we've now seen twice, <laughs> but, uh, so that was nice. I feel a little bit, uh, whatever made whole, if you will, on that, you know, lost one, got one back. So that's fine. Anything else gambling wise? Can you even remember? Apparently we remembered a lot because we've been talking about it for an hour. Wasn't a very good trip, but I've had a couple nice gambling trips in a row. So it was due for a loss. Unfortunately. Uh, that's sad. So, yeah. Not a very good trip gambling-wise, but did you have a lot of fun otherwise? I did. I enjoyed my final foray into Atlantic City for a while. Yeah, for For a while. while. I had an awesome time and definitely, like, doing some more, doing Irish Pub, doing, um, you know, walking up to Fort Micah, doing some of the other non-casino stuff. Really, again, I think this is the second trip where I've come home just like, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to go back and try more of that stuff. Um go to Piccadilly, do some of the other stuff that is not just sitting in front of a, of a video poker machine. Uh, but that also raises the question of when are we going to get there again? Seems, uh, seems like it's going to be a while, right? I could do February maybe, but not before then for sure. So yeah. I'm, I'm six months out. Yeah. I hope to get, go one more time. Maybe I'll see if, my brother or i can get Andy and dave to go or something mm-hmm. in in 2017 but yeah it seems like it could be six months plus because there's also i would say even that's like 50 50 for me i may just not make it to be sad so one funny story about about that uh i don't remember exactly what we were talking about but at some point 
Eleanor from Route 40, I believe, said that she couldn't do something. And she's like, sorry, maybe we can do it next time if you ever come to Atlantic City again. <laughs> and it made me laugh because, to be clear, there is no doubt I will be in Atlantic City again. Just not for a little while. Yeah, unless the ocean reclaims it at some point between now and February or March. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, wasn't that what was said in the uh, whatever that Death of Atlantic City article that came out a few weeks yeah. ago that the ocean was going to reclaim the city? Sometime down the line. Well, hopefully it's not in the next six months, so I can go back. Yeah. Uh, so there's a bunch of news, but <laughs> we're pretty we're an got, hour and got, gotta go fast, Craig. Five minutes into this thing, so I don't know if you want to save all that. No, we're uh, like fifty-five minutes in. I don't know. It's it's true. Yeah, yeah, fifty-five minutes. Should we? All right, gotta go fast. Yeah, let's run through some of this. You wanna? Yeah. All right. So do some financial stuff. Yeah, let's let's talk about financials because I think that was one of the big stories that that came out when they the financials came out just because the revenue was down in July even including online which was quite surprising it's the first time in a while that including online it's been down but brick and mortar was down uh, just about 9 million uh, the one contributing factor I guess is that Obviously, there was one more casino last year at this time than there was this year. But um, I, I don't know. Are you worried that the revenues were down in July? Uh, it's not the best sign. I mean, the remaining casinos, if you get Taj out of there, were actually up 10.1 million or 3.9%. Mm-hmm. I was trying to look into you know what could have caused this since the rest of the year has been either stagnant or a little bit up. Uh, and the one thing I did find, so both July, 2017 and 2016 were five weekend months, uh, which is obviously always good. I looked at that as well. Um, but so 4th of July in 2016 was on a Monday Mm. and 4th of July in 2017 was on a Tuesday, which I'm going to guess doesn't account for all of this difference, but I would also assume that a bunch of people, it's much easier to make a three day weekend out of it. Oh, I don't know. Would you, I would say that that might be good for Atlantic City because instead of people staying for a three-day weekend, there'd be a lot more people there because people would be there Monday and Tuesday this year. Yeah, I don't know. I guess the question is if more people are like, oh, it's a three-day weekend, let's do it, versus like, oh, well, I have to go to work in between there. That's so uh, I don't know. I don't, it probably I evens out. I, I don't think it's a big difference either way. Right. Um, I, and the difference honestly isn't that large. I mean, most of the difference is because Borgata went down like five million dollars from last year to this year in July. But Borgata's month in July of last year was frankly obscene. So uh, compared to 2015, it was up in July. I I, I personally think that the July of 2016 just happened to be an especially good month for a lot of casinos so i'm not especially worried yeah and if you look at the first six months as a whole uh revenue is almost exactly the same it's up it's up a little less than one percent uh so i mean that's fine i think that's a good sign and and we've talked a little bit about this in the past like any one month you're gonna get a swing like there's you know if somebody has some really bad luck like one casino has a rough rough run for some reason uh you know 
that can make a couple of million dollars or a few million, do- million dollars of, of difference. So I feel like when you're talking $9 million difference, like that's sort of within reasonable. Like this yeah, is not a huge not a big, It's not a big deal. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. Uh, so gross operating profits were actually uh, just released, I think, within the last couple of days. Uh, and they are up 16.2% in the second quarter, which is seemingly very positive, right? Uh, this actually came out today, Nicholas Huba article in the Press of Atlantic City, uh, up 20% for the entire first half of 2017. And like we said, with gaming revenue basically flat, like this is you'd think a very good sign for non-gaming revenue that uh, the profits are up significantly. Um, But is that, is it as simple as that, (laughs) that you can just say like, Oh, clearly there's more money coming into other things. Are there other ways that this number can go up without more revenue? I, I think we've talked about this in the past and I've stated that, I care way more about the revenues than I do about the profits just because there's so many other factors that go into the profits than go into the revenues. And I think the revenues are a far better indicator of the health of the casinos in the city than profits are. So yes, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that can go into profits. And, and I think a perfect example is what we talked about with the Caesars renovations, which is like, I would rather, their profits be significantly less. Be negative <laughs> if they're actually spending money on capital expenditures to improve the product down the line. Yes, exactly. Yes, I and, agree. Yeah, and so so if they're the way they're getting more profit out of flat gaming revenue is not by getting more non-gaming revenue, but actually by cutting back on investing in the property. Like that's not what I want at all, <laughs> and it's not good for them in the long term, or good for Atlantic City in the long term. So, uh, you know, it's it's nice to see these numbers and they're gaudy, like twenty percent. Oh, that's awesome. But I do think, like you said, looking as far if you're looking for an indicator of the health of Atlantic City as a whole and not like a specific company, uh, the gaming revenue is is a better thing to look at. Yep. Should we talk about the trop stuff really quickly? Yeah. So. There's just two things really quickly. Uh, one thing is that the city council has uh, allowed Tropicana to build a sky bridge from the Chelsea to the casino. So they are hoping that that happens sometime in early 2018. And the second piece of trap news is that the Providence nightclub is closing after Labor Day. Uh, Kind of the big piece that I got out of that story is that it sounded like to me, and you can tell me if you got this impression as well, that Tropicana actually kicked them out because they wanted the space for something. Yeah, it certainly seemed that way. Like they interviewed one of the founders of the company that operates Providence, right? Providence, and he seemed disappointed and kind of said, like, well, they have other plans. And then Steve Callender, who's the general manager of Tropicana, said that they will look to have open a new nightclub in that space in the near future. So I don't know. I guess they want to go a different direction with the nightclub. Obviously, they've got a lot of nightlife there already. So maybe right. they, maybe they feel like Providence was lagging behind and wanted to go a different direction. My maybe, underst- I don't know. My understanding with Vegas is kind of that there is a very short sort of shelf life for the nightclubs. And even, right. like, the absolute hottest club has to, like, rebrand and rename 
every few years just because that is the way it goes <laughs> and uh so it's weird if a if a nightclub has been around for 10 years just because like it goes from being like all the young people think it's cool to all the young mm -hmm. people thinking like oh that was cool 10 years ago and now it's out of date so maybe it's as simple as that i don't know um seems like they're gonna do another nightclub thing there yep uh, so just quickly, but both of those stories were from Nicholas Yuba from Press of AC. And just one more thing is, while well, I was at TROP, I poked my head into the brand new poker space there. They've moved it from just kind of the middle of the casino floor between the main casino floor and Boogie Nights to an area that is directly adjacent to Boogie Nights. So it's a bit more back in the corner, but it looked very nice. So if you are a poker player, it might be worth poking your head in and checking it out. I didn't play there, but I put my head in, like I said, and it, it looked nice. Uh, yeah, and their, their poker room was in dire need of an update. I did like it because it looked like it probably exactly like it looked when they opened the building. <laughs> right. I mean, I know that I had played poker there at least since 2006, and I believe it was pretty much exactly the same the yeah. entire time until it just moved right now so for those 10 years at least it was the same yeah i mean it was kind of like as far as i can remember anyway if there were changes i don't think they were especially major yeah i, I mean i i sort of liked it for that although i admit that it wasn't the nicest space my question is what the heck does that mean for shack jack which was in the old poker room space and i haven't gotten an answer to that so i didn't see it anywhere in I know. yeah i don't know and it was that weird thing where they only had five terminals, which doesn't make any sense because you can do that. Right. With you can regular have five people at a regular table. <laughs> right. Uh, so I don't know. I like Jack Jack. Hopefully it's not dead, but maybe they decided. You that might experience have to go to Sands, for. man. Yeah, I guess. Uh, anything else on trap? I mean, I guess that nope. sky sky bridge was destined to happen. It only makes smoke yep. makes sense. Yep. So the last bit of news is that Borgata's resort fee has gone up, uh, which we are not surprised at all about, I would have to say, if I can speak for you, because it was one of the lower resort fees in the city. Yep. So it's gone up from $20 even to twenty two thirty six per night. Uh, Chauncey B3WOV on Twitter tipped us off to this. And basically the, what this breaks down to is they no longer include the tax in the fee, which makes it um 22 2208 uh so there are a couple other properties that are 2208 uh i think trop and resorts if that's right um but it actually becomes 2236 because forever since you know the dawn of time i've talked about a five dollar occupancy fee but it is not a five dollar occupancy fee that's just a convenient way to talk about it it's a three dollar occupancy fee and a two dollar tourism promotion fee and for some reason now both caesars and borgata charge tax on the two dollar portion of that fee so there's an extra 28 cents that i've really been trying to figure out like where the hell is this 28 cents coming from on the caesar's rate because it's like 32.28 and i finally got an answer thanks to the breakdown that that chauncey posted on twitter so it's 22.36 that's the kind of a minutia that uh you can expect from do for oh. a win breaking down exactly where the taxes come from in your resort fee only the sort of thing that 
a casino executive would love. Yeah. Ooh, get that extra 28 cents. Get that extra 28 cents. (laughs) Uh, So it's still 10 bucks cheaper than Caesar's Properties. Uh, but now Caesars properties, so Caesars, Bally's, Harrah's, are the only properties in Atlantic City with a higher resort fee than Borgata. I think that probably makes more sense, although really it doesn't make sense that Caesars, Borgata, and Harrah's, I mean Caesars, Bally's, and Harrah's are almost 50% more expensive in terms of resort fees than Borg. It's only uh, a matter of time. Yeah, I mean hopefully this it stops going up, but I don't see it. It won't. Uh, so the same question I asked all the time, are you deterred at all by this? Nope. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard. To... I mean, I'm deterred by my high room rates at Borgata. Right. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm not getting comped anyway. So like, I'm probably not going to go spend $400 on a room on a Friday night. <laughs> so what's the, what does the extra $23 mean? Um, so our list is updated uh, at Do For A Win. If you go to doforwin.com and click the resources uh, item in the menu one of them one of the items that pops up is the list of resort fees at ac casinos and you can see the full list i've sort of reworked that page a little bit to move the table up to the top because the uh list of all the updates was bumping everything down and now we've had like eight updates to it so it's mm-hmm. all very convoluted so i think i've clarified that clarified the text a little bit the table's really probably the only thing you need to look at but go click on that before you book a room to see what the resort fees are. The hardest working man in the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast world. <laughs> yeah. Certainly. Out of two. <laughs> uh, specifically Atlantic City and Casino po- Biz podcast world. Yes, there yes. are two of us. <laughs> <laughs> and you were certainly the hardest working man in it. Yeah. Sure. So anything I'll, else? I'll take that. No, that's it. Uh, All right. I think we did a pretty good job remembering our trip, I have to say. Eh, better than expected, perhaps. Yeah. So if you would like to join us and talk about Atlantic City and or Casino Biz podcast news, you can do so in our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. You can follow our great content, including the list of resort fees at do for a win dot com. Find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio and YouTube. Uh, reach out to us at do for a win on Twitter or send us emails at do for a win at gmail dot com. Any last words, Craig? No, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll be back to talk to you guys in a couple weeks. I remember 0% of our previous 53 podcasts. <laughs> I just listened to 53 today. Oh. With a bunch of people in the room. I brought a bunch of people in the room. Said everybody sit down and listen to this. <laughs> sit down right now. Yeah. And be quiet. Because you're about to hear greatness. <laughs>